0: On this episode, we talk about the Kardashians, time machines, and other stuff. A user on Quora asks, what advice would you give to yourself if you could go back in time one year? Man, I hate time machine questions because that's like the hardest question to, to ask and answer. Um, mainly because the time is like the number one dimension. that's most important is the most powerful one because you can go back and forth in space, you can't go back and forth in time. Um, I don't believe all time machine movies are realistic or will ever happen. So so that being said, you know, advice and like to like a younger me is always valuable. Uh, if 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 someone could give me an advice for me a year later, that would be helpful to me now, as would anyone's advice <clears throat> to themselves be. Um, I think the number one Advice from from a year ago, James—that a year ago James would have wanted to hear—would have to do with the business that Media Day is has been is is becoming. Um, Exactly a year ago, June two thousand eighteen. I mean, we were we were starting to make an impact felt, but it was still very much a mom and pop. Shop operation. It was just kind of a scrappy. Who knows? Like, hopefully, this will works out, and, and uh, we just were hiring the first sort of bunch of people that were going to make a difference. Um, and I would have never thought that it would be so substantial only a year later. Um, and and just imagine two years ago, that would have been an absolute uh, unimaginable thought. To go two years later and imagine you know, 12 people in an office on Broad Street, Center City, Philadelphia. That, that was unreasonable to even think about. Um, but I wanted that, right? And I wanted to build that. And I didn't know how to get there. And I was anxious every day about getting there. And what are the steps? And how do I do that? And what if it doesn't work? And uh, what if I can't do it, right? All the self-doubts you have early on with every new endeavor you start. Um, so the number one advice I would give is not to worry, is not to have anxiety. Really depend on providence, and depend on, on uh, your ability, and just have confidence that there's a larger plan unraveling, and you, you're a part of that plan, and uh, whatever will happen with you will be the best version of that, and so So it's going to be fine. So what, once I put on that frame of mind, right? Um, even if like media day didn't work, that would have been the best thing that that would happen to me, because who knows if I wouldn't go on to start something else or, you know, get a job and, you know, and, and teach something valuable to my son, my newborn son, that right now, maybe I wouldn't be able to because I'm too busy being in an office more than most people, right? You never know the trade-offs and you never know the alternatives of what life brings and what could have been and what should have been. You only know what what has and, and has happened and is happening. Um, so having regret and dwelling on what what could have would have should have is a mistake and I just don't think of it that way and the biggest way I, I, I go around not thinking that is this thought that everything's for the best. Even the worst disaster is always for the best. And it might not be visible until ten years go by. Um, And it's interesting, you know, uh, even like watching people that, you know, know, committed a crime in their teen years, and then went to prison for twenty years, God forbid. Watching them on like a TV TV show, discussing their life, they're always better than the person they were in the beginning. I mean, they they went through insane things, obviously. I don't wish that for anybody, but in some way, maybe I do wish that for for people. Like, whatever helps you get through the darkness and through the other side, even if it's misery of a temporary nature, it's always for the best. Um, So, yeah, I've never, I've never, uh, I, I can't think of a single case of a person that has gone through difficulty and hasn't come out for the better. Um, one of the reasons why difficulty is so important and so valuable and challenging yourself and having a difficult life is an advantage within reason you don't want to be just buffeted by life to a point where you give up obviously but right until you give up everything less than that if it doesn't kill you make you stronger i believe in that with all my heart and and the best way to overcome things that seem like they will kill you is to know that it's for the best and not worry, not have anxiety because it's going to be okay. Another user on Core asks, What scares you about Google? Well, <laughs> that's a sophomore question. I I often joke uh, in our company, I call Google like the Antichrist or the Devil almost every day. Um, Google is pretty evil, uh, mainly because, well, there's two reasons. One, Google has a facade of benevolence, like Facebook. It's the same facade of, we're here to help you. It's free. Um, we're like connecting the world. We're making the world more connected, more, more, more together, blah, blah, blah. So you get this free product that is extremely expensive to produce. Um, and in fact, it's so complicated, no one's been able to reproduce Google's product search engine. That's how, that's how much like, space-age rocket ship technology or whatever is in there. Um, as is Facebook. Um, so you get this this expensive, incredibly rare thing for free and you're like, hey, that's great. I can find everything I want on the internet. What's the downside? The downside is you sell your soul <laughs> uh, in a way. And the, the reason I say that is because Google ends up being the, the the place where your life is recorded in a way that you can't control and you can't stop and you can't fix and you can't opt out of it right so in a world that's becoming much more privacy invasive and much more uh prone to risk uh, and you know you know because if google were like a rock or like a planet or a force of nature like gravity that had your information that's one thing but it's it's people have information and people are flawed and people will take advantage of, of power they have and knowledge is power. Information is power. So giving all those powers to Google means not just that some entity out there has it, but that people, flawed, broken people have knowledge about you. That is, that makes you vulnerable, makes all of us vulnerable. Um, so the, the trade off in getting this powerful search engine is you let broken people control your whole life in a way you can't stop. And that's why I'm a big, big advocate of privacy search engines like DuckDuckGo.com. No. No endorsement there. But I use it myself. Um, and what's good about DuckDuckGo.com about is it's a stupid name. I wish they changed it. But they don't track you or they don't store anything about you. So they have their own search uh, crawler through the internet. And it's not as, not as perfect as Google's because Google's perfect that. Um, but their pitch to the user is we don't store anything about you. Uh, we forget everything about you as soon as you make the search. We don't keep anything about you. So that that's going to be the future for every platform. As we get into more and more invasive with like drones flying up to people's windows you know Facebook uh, collecting information about you even when you're not logged into it. Right, Google trying to assemble your whole life story and then sell it to the highest bidder. As all of us become more and more educated about that and and aware of the dangers and the discomfort it's causing us, we're all gonna switch. Like we'll switch from Facebook to Minds. Minds is like Facebook but better and safer and open source. Uh, it's only got a million subscribers right now, but that's already a million. Um, and instead of Google, we'll be using DuckDuckGo. Yeah. I like also living in to where the the technology is going into, where the future is headed. So if the world is heading into more privacy, that means by using it I I get to be in the stream of technology that's developing and emerging, and for me, living in the media landscape it's important to to be on top of what's emerging and what's happening, what's unfolding and developing, what's what's coming up. Uh, And if you're not living in that, still I think you should use it, it's just better to to, uh, it, you know, the more things are, are going, like what Gary you says, the more things are going uh, Jetsons, the more the people want to go back to Flintstones. A user on Core asks, Why is Kim Kardashian so popular? Why do people like Kim Kardashian so much? Who is her fan base? Yeah, Kardashians. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. uh, I mean, the Kardashians are like an empire. They're like the the unforeseen empire. Uh, Number one, I would say there's a few there's there's a few things I would say. I think I think uh, two of the sisters are basically the smartest media savvy women of our generation. Kim is obviously the biggest one, and even though. She didn't go with a route that I would advise with having a sex date that launched her reputation. Um, she knew that would launch it, and it did. Um, and she didn't rest on laurels, such as, such as they were. <laughs> but uh, she continued building on that, So and then she like, cleaned up her image-ish, um, and now she's no longer thought of as as the person in that video, necessarily. Um, so, but, but she yeah. had a very strong, very, very acute sense of media and pop culture, and exploiting that to, to basically rise from obscurity, not really being anyone worth talking about. Now she is very much the number one, n- number one most, most talked about, sort of average person out there. Um, what's her sister's name, or her cousin? Kylie? Kylie. Kylie. Kylie is smarter than Kim Kardashian. Kylie never had to go to Sex date, Proud, but she went all in into media platforms which were disrespected by like mainstream fashion brands. So she she has her show on Snapchat. And by show I mean she has an account on Snapchat that she does like makeup demonstrations like on her wrist to like swipe different makeup Shades and like, showed them to the camera, and that's that's what she did. That's the whole show, show. Just her account, selfie herself and her makeup, and that 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 catapulted her brand to a billion dollars. In sales, maybe maybe even sales. I mean, for sure valuation, but maybe even sales. I mean, she's the first like under thirty billionaire, um, and no one's really rep replicated for success and try to make a show on snapchat But all the commercial mainstream media entities like cosmo and, and, and all those people uh the best they can do is like pay snapchat money to to be put into like their stories like, their news where does that go like this one no like to the right and you swipe to the right
1: whatever it, it, there's like a story <laughs> section
0: on snapchat where a lot of the commercial brands pop up and they try to promote themselves and they have like short videos about stuff. Um, but no one ever goes there because nobody likes to consume commercial information. No one likes to have things fed to you. So if you use Snapchat at all, which went through a bit of a down, a downturn, it's kind of on a swing back, I think. But if you use Snapchat, um, you're only going to use the personal, the friends section just to communicate with friends. And that's where she was she's the only one, her and Gary D, but even Gary has like, you know, uh, has like commercial type stuff, like animations and like promotional stuff, very little by himself. So by by being in places where nobody else is, and by promoting herself in an authentic, very clean, natural way that's not commercialized, and it's not, you um, know, authentic and, and fake and made up, just, and, and you know, she is also a master of makeup. Like she, she looks like amazing, but the unmade up version of her is kind of like, okay. So she, she's the master of the craft herself and, and people just tune in to watch her, to watch a pretty girl open makeup. And nobody thought that made much of an impact because you can't really see, unless you're her, unless you're her account, you can't see how many other people are, are like tuned in or, or friendly with her. I don't think you can see all, of, all the connections that Snapchat account has. Um, nobody thought it was that much and then like a few like months ago last month it was announced that she's worth a billion dollars and that's brains all right well that's our show send us your questions i'd love to connect and chat and have a discussion more on these topics um peacing out peace